Welcome to the Grassroots Podcast, hosted by GreenIndustryPros.com, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. My name is Ryan Wisner, editor of Green Industry Pros. I recently sat down with Burrito Brands Inc. founder Mark Matea to discuss the company's recent expansion and to learn more about their product, the Leaf Burrito, a reusable yard debris bag. This week's podcast is the first of a two-part interview with Matteo. Let's listen in. Well, thanks, Mark, for joining us today on the Grassroots Podcast. Uh, I came on, I brought you on here today to talk a little bit about uh, specifically Leaf Burrito and uh, the, from what I understand, the recently incorporated uh, Burrito Burrito Brands Incorporated is uh, what the company name is now? That's correct. We were just recently renamed so that we can open it up to uh, more products under the Burrito Brands product family line. So we're going to be outside of just Leaf Burrito. We have a new launch of a whole new line and family of products coming. Okay. And in fact, uh, Burrito Brands Incorporated recently opened their uh, burrito factory in Charlotte there. We did. We're at uh, 101 Scaly Bark Road in Charlotte. It's actually the old Mecklenburg County Library that came available. So it's a 5,000 square foot facility. And we, um, of course, mid-pandemic, decided to open up a factory. Why not? So um, we were outsourcing in Kentucky and just found that logistically to be very difficult for us. Um, it's, it was just difficult to, for communication, uh, they're eight hours away, whether it's flight or driving, and just something as simple as making a prototype was just um, uh, cumbersome, basically. And it, it was somebody else's house. So it's kind of like um, almost equivalent to like if you're staying at somebody else's house, uh, you know, bed and breakfast of sorts, then it's not really your place to go start changing things or doing things. You're just kind of a guest. So really, I think that was the turning point of the company is to gain control of our, of our process um, for efficiency, for creativity, for just quality control, for um, really everything. And that's actually how Burrito Brands got spawned is that we were actually opened up, going to open up a whole bunch of different lines, product lines. So that, and one of the first ones of that is a, more of a, a tote form version of the of the leaf burrito it is and actually um so i have uh danny pagan is with me he's actually going to show that and then christy roberts is back there but this would be one example of a boat burrito which is the tote form of a leaf burrito also so it's kind of similar to our five foot bags uh you have the same top top two zippers that uh zip inward and it's okay. just a really great tote bag for weeds. So the leaf burrito tote form is going to be the same size as this. And uh, it's just great for gardening, harvesting, all that kind of good stuff. Sure. Uh, actually, you just got a little preview of uh, our secret boat burrito launch. So um, <laughs> boat burrito, gear burrito, and beach burrito are going to be talked about later. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. But that's so, a good example of the factory innovation, right? Because that, that's where the secret came, the magic sauce came in. So we had a customer say, I wish I had something a little bit smaller to go into a, a tight garden. And, you know, I walked out there and talked to Bernadette and said, hey, whip me up a prototype and boom, we're in business. So that's the power of owning your own, your own uh, destiny, your own factory. Sure. Absolutely. 
I'm sure it was a challenge though, like you said, just uh, moving to something like that uh, in the midst of this pandemic. It was not so much a challenge, it was guts. Um, when you go in and you know, you're talking about signing a lease in the middle of a pandemic when there's total uncertainty, um, you just don't know what's going on. The whole city shut down. The restaurants are shut down. The, the, they stopped collecting our solid waste, for example, here in the city of Charlotte. And a lot of big unknowns. So I literally, it was Vegas style. I put all the chips, rolled them over onto, you know, black or red, picked a color and just said, all in. We're either going to go down in flames or this thing is just going to go through the freaking roof. So we, uh, we believe that this is, this is going to be the year. This is, we missed the GIE Expo trade show because uh, it got canceled, of course, and that's a big revenue generator for us. But this is, uh, this is definitely the year. We have the buzz. We've got the people. We've got the factory. We've got the process. We've got the, uh, everything in place. And um, just us even here talking to you right now is a great example of just little baby steps that are about to take it over the edge. Absolutely, for sure. So, so Leaf Burrito uh, has been at GIE before. So, I mean, you you said that is a uh, certainly a revenue generator. So, um, not being overly familiar with it myself, could you just uh, could you give me an, some insight uh, onto your uh, your initial product? Sure. So, uh, GIE was we went there two two times now. So, the first time was um, I guess three years ago, and uh, we had a ten by ten. Uh, actually, one of my tree customers here, Schneider Tree Care in Charlotte, uh, said, oh, yeah, you need to go to this GIE trade show. It's the trade show of all trade shows. And it literally is the sixth, I think it's the sixth largest landscaper trade show uh, in the world. And it is the Disney World of landscape shows. It is, um, you drive the equipment. There's actually an outdoor and indoor component, but you can literally get onto a bobcat and drive it around and dig dirt, dig the actual dirt at the trade show. Um, climb trees, cut logs, uh, everything and everything. It's the gadget of all gadgets um, show. So the tree guy told me, he's like, you got to go to this show because it's great. So we threw the, threw together, a, you know, quite honestly, a, a, you know, half-assed uh, type trade show booth. It got a 10 by 10. And when we got there, we killed it. We had a, a crowd outside of our booth for three straight days nonstop. Our next door neighbors were, were dumbfounded and they were actually almost disturbed because they're like, you're constantly blocking us uh, with all your customers. That was that, that validated our product because then, then we said, wait a minute, this has huge legs. So then next year, uh, rebranded, uh, new logo, new marketing, everything, uh, went to a 10 by 20, repeat, same thing happened. A line out the door the whole time. We, our throats hurt from talking so much for three straight days. Um, and then this year, we were actually going to do a 20 by 20 island. So we'd be on our own island where you're not next to a booth, you're your own thing. And then, of course, that got canceled. But both times, it really validated how amazing the product was. And, you know, as a business owner, that's, you're always kind of unsure, right? Like, is this a good idea? You know, you get a couple of people that say, oh, that's a dumb idea or whatever it is. But that goes back to the guts thing, right? When I opened up this factory here is that the thing I had in my mind is all those people at the trade show that said, this is, this is a great product. And so again, got to follow your gut, 
and all on all on red. Just go. Sure. So so what makes Leaf Burrito a great product? Well, I invented it in my front yard. Uh, literally, I had a, uh, a tarp that was blue on one side, brown on the other. And when I filled the blue side up, and then when I rolled it up, it looked like a burrito. And then I tied it up with some bungee cords. And the city of Charlotte does not take tarps because it's an uncontrolled container. Meaning that you give a guy an inch, he'll take a mile, who use a 40 foot by 40 foot tarp and put it on the street. So the city does not take them. And then I ran up the street, asked the guys if they would pick it up. They're tearing bags open, putting bags into bags, and they found out those bags go into the landfill because you can't recycle dirty plastic film. So that was the first aha moment. They got to mine, flipped 20 bags worth in one second. And then I said, aha, you know, they need more of a controlled tarp. So the secret sauce is our industrial grade mesh. So we did a custom grade mesh. So we took mesh, started it, reiterated it four different times with the company. And now we have our own custom mesh that is unbelievably strong. So when you cut it, you cannot rip it. Uh, it doesn't run like a carpet would, so there's no threads that come out. Incredibly durable. And then our partnership with YKK Zippers literally took us over the top. I mean, the YKK in a scale of like one to 100, they are like 105. And then every other zipper on the market starts at 65 and less. Like there literally is no, nothing in between that gap. The YKK zippers are that good. And these are the ones that are on boat canvases, um, tents, like for uh, weddings and stuff like that. The heavy duty ones that never break. So that, that's the niche. And then of course the simplicity, the ergonomics, um, you know, you, you got a bag and you, the patent is it starts flat like this and then it goes in towards the belly you zip the belly and then you zip the short sides at the hips and the short sides at the shoulders. And so that's basically the, the patent is that it starts flat and a burrito is up. And so even as you're filling it, you can technically kind of bake potato it, right? So it's open like a baked potato. And then it's got the handles on the side. So really what happened is I took this clumsy, ugly, blue and brown tarp that has no way to tie itself or zip itself or enclose itself and I made it enclosable. And then I made it drain with mesh. So our very first prototype actually was putting a, a nice zipper that we purchased like on eBay onto a, uh, actually a blue and brown tarp. And we're like, this is ridiculous. Why would we put a $10 zipper onto a you know, $1 tarp? And that's really how things kind of started. So sure. industrial grade mesh just turned out to be a huge, huge bonus and everything else and total game changer quite honestly. So for that, for that uh, debris or leaf cleanup type of thing then, so what you, you uh, before we got started uh, in this general conversation, you were telling me a little bit about how uh, the leaf burrito would be a major benefit uh, for labor and for, uh, for safety purposes in terms of uh, while pulling a tarp and stuff, it's a, it's a lot easier to, to injure yourself. Whereas with this product, you were able to fold it up and, and, and you're, and you're picking it up a lot easier than trying to drag, drag the tarp across, across a yard or a property. Yeah. So if we go back to the ergonomics topic in conversation is that tarps don't rip by themselves. The reason why a tarp rips is because you overload it and then you drag it because you, the reason why you drag it is because you can't pick it up. Right. So they drag it across concrete uh, stumps, whatever it might be. Um, so I think just the, uh, the ergonomics is what changes the, I guess, the whole paradigm of, of doing landscaping. So 
now what we're saying is instead of trying to deal with 20 foot by 20 foot tarps or 40 by 40 tarps and rolling it into one giant thing and then trying to get it up on your trailer and then of course wasting time tying it so that when you're driving down the highway it doesn't fly away or become a parachute we said well why don't and i come actually from a programming background um, there's something called object orientation which basically means you component or compartmentalize bulk so you put things into smaller containers and really that's the premise is um, our mantra is every trailer needs a six pack. And the reason is, is that I roll my zero turn mowers up there. I put all my other gear back on there. And then the last thing I might do is throw my four to six burritos uh, from my whole day's worth of jobs back onto the back of the trailer. And so when you see these trailers driving down the street, sometimes it's, you'll see their gate lifted up and you'll see a, a burrito that's you know, potentially 10 foot by 10 foot all hog tied up. And there's leaves flying out of it. And then, of course, they try to get it off and on each time. And it's just, um, it's, it's not orderly, put it that way. So when you compartmentalize right. and, you know, break it down into components. And then that's the other thing, if you think about a front yard, backyard, is that I have, I'll take one or two burritos, put one in the front yard, one or two burritos in the backyard, especially if multiple people are working on that yard, you dump everything in there. And now you're, instead of carrying everything or blowing leaves from the backyard to the front yard for 45 minutes, you put them in little compartments in the backyard, the side yard, and the front yard. And then the very last thing you do is you just collect your burritos and you drop them on your trailer. And, you know, they zip up, it's clean. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot like um, kind of organizing your stuff, quite honestly, like in luggage. Uh, you know, you buy cool duffel bags for your tools and everything else so that your tools aren't all over the place, right? So you're kind of putting your stuff into a bag. But the zippered part of it is just in the, the ergonomics of being able to carry it, and maneuver it, get it in the trailer, off the trailer, and of course, custom branding them. So now you look like a rock star. You're not running around with cheap ripped tarps that are flapping in the wind, and you have your brand on the side of a burrito, and it's just uh, it's a total game changer for the professionalism of your look. And then of course you can brag, like we don't use any plastic, right? We're not using any plastic bags for uh, grass clippings. We do everything in our burritos. So, so it's, so ideally then uh, a landscaper is going to have, like you said, I mean, that's, they're going to have five, six of these to have one or two in the backyards and one or two up front and, you know, along the side yards, wherever to collect them all and then put them back on the trailer. Well, reusable grocery bags is, is our analogy. So I don't go into the grocery store with one little reusable grocery bag because that doesn't make sense. But I have a bag of bags and then I go into the store with say six of them and I may use four of them on that grocery run or I might, and then I leave the other two just folded inside the bag. But the whole purpose is that you end up having an extra tool in the toolkit. So sometimes you need motorized hedge clippers and sometimes you just need uh, loppers or hand shears, right? So they're two different tools. And really, and then going back to the, I guess the safety side too, is that, you know, we've heard a lot about people losing labor people to pulled backs, uh, strained, uh, sprained ankles because they tripped over the tarp. Um, they fell off the trailer because they were trying to load something on and it was so bulky, it knocked them off. Um, you know, pull a shoulder out, whatever it may be. And, landscapers cannot afford to lose anybody for even an hour, let alone a, a day or a week or whatever it may be over something that like that. So we did actually talk to another big landscape company and, and they made a good point that, you know, we as employers actually have a sort of a, um, obligation 
to do whatever we can for our workers that's safe. And so that's where income burritos, we're saying, look, you know, here's a safer way to do landscaping. And again, it, I think the, the problem, not the problem, but the challenge that we have is that it's revolutionary. So we are trying to revolutionize landscaping, which has been done the same way for a hundred years. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times we've heard a guy saying, yeah, I use tarps. You know, I've been doing it this way for 30 years. Well, let me show you a new way. And really that's kind of where the ball gets rolling now. And once people get it, it's like, wow. Then they call back, they're like, Mark, you were 100% right. This crushes tarps. Um, in fact, we outfitted all of Hawaii, all four islands with a company called Ultimate Innovations. And they uh, did an investment. So I think they bought like uh, it was over 160 bags and outfitted all of their trucks. And their business model, even he revealed to me, was that even if they last six months, it's still a good investment. And I thought that I was, I was blown away, which means that they were spending that much money in burlaps, tarps, and plastic bags. And we've eliminated all of those. So universities, you know, we're trying to do the same thing with the universities. And um, that's a really big deal. You know, everyone's on the sustainability kick. And if I can save, if I can save one plastic bag, you know, and, and let's just say every yard in America, that's an insane amount of plastic bags and tarps. Short-lived tarps is what we call them because they're well, just that. And that's actually a really good point you bring up is the longevity. Certainly as you use tarps, they, they, they'll get torn. They, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to last. So what's, uh, what's the lifespan on a, on a leaf burrito? I mean, obviously the intent is for it to be continually used much like a tarp, but even more so because of the, the reusability as you discussed. Yeah, actually, uh, let me see if I have a piece of mesh in front of me. I do. So we can hold this mesh up. So this mesh is actually a custom design and it's got a thousand denier polyester thread in there and then it's heat sealed with uh, four coats of PVC and then it's literally heat welded. So there's no runs or anything that will rip in there. Um, so the durability is unbelievably strong. Now, just like anything in the world, I don't care what it is. Um, if you drag it on concrete, it's gonna brush burn. But the reason the ergonomics and the design of our patent is that it has all these handles all over it, 10 handles on our seven foot one okay. for the purpose of getting it up off of the ground. So again, tarps don't rip by themselves. They rip because you overload them and drag them or perhaps they're flapping in the wind down the highway. So we get rid of all that because it's porous, right? Um, so the longevity answer is that they, the one I've had, my, one of my earlier prototypes is four or five years old. And landscapers will have them for two, three, four, five, six years. Um, really, the only thing, again, is if you don't drag them on concrete when they're loaded, um, they'll last forever. So, the, um, and again, it's, it's just like anything else. If I get my steel backpack blower and I throw it on the ground and crack the frame, I just can't <laughs> fix that. I just can't. But if I tell you, like, hey, look, these are going to last forever if you only do one thing, don't drag it across rough concrete. Now, if it's smooth concrete, you can, you can run it across and uh, it might get a tiny little bit of a brush burn, but that's a typical wear and tear. Like think of the, about the bottom of a garbage can. If I drag my brute garbage can out to the curb, it's gonna have some skid marks on it. And then if I do that, you know, over three years, I might eventually wear a hole in it. But you know, that's, that's landscaping products. I mean, nothing lasts forever. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I understand that, but it's, 
I mean, the general idea is it's, it's certainly going to outlast uh, any just uh, average tarp that they're dragging across the concrete or oh, yes. wherever. Because that's going to tear and rip and whatever versus they should be able to pick up the leaf burrito and just drop it into their trailer and not have a problem. So That's right. And there's no, there's nothing cotton in it. So there's no uh, UV rotting. So everything's UV protected, even the zippers, the teeth on the zippers are also their boat UV, boat zippers by YKK. It's called Vislon. And uh, those are even designed to last, um, you know, out in the sun. So think of about it, the quality of a boat canvas that would be a similar conversation is how long does your boat canvas last? Well, 10, 15 years. And is, if a branch lands on it and rips it, then that's kind of like the same thing with a burrito is like, if you drag it across your, your trailer with a sharp edge on it, then you might get a cut on it. Sure. But otherwise you take care of your boat thing. And that's, I'm glad you mentioned a branch actually, because that was a question I did have. Uh, certainly when picking up leaves, there's, uh, depending on the property, you're, you're going to have uh, some smaller branches and, and twigs that end up in those piles of leaves as you're, as you know, normally you'd be tarping those, but uh, obviously now you're looking to get them into a leaf burrito is with those branches and things uh, normally could be another cause of a tear in a, in a tarp. Is there any issue with those getting stuffed amongst the leaves or whatnot that you have going into the leaf burrito? Well, actually, the answer is no. And in fact, it's so much so that Bartlett Tree Company loves them for tree cleanups, especially when they have, they go into a backyard where they can't get their equipment. They're sure. hauling out, they're hauling out, you know, potentially a whole tree, you know, a piece at a time yeah, um, yeah. because we have all the handles in there. You don't necessarily have to zip it up. You can use it almost like it's a fireman's blanket because it's got handles all over the edges of it. Sure. But the, uh, the sticks are, that's actually another huge benefit. Um, again, when I invented this at my house, I was same thing. I have two giant oak trees and the oak trees would, uh, the branches would poke through those plastic bags and then scratch my calves as I'm walking down to the street. And so this thing, it, you put sticks in there, logs, um, technically it'll hold over 800 pounds. So you could literally carry three fourths of a yard of mulch in our seven foot burrito and have four guys on the side of it and walking along, shaking it out as, as you carry the mulch. So not only are you carrying it from A to B, but you're, you're dispensing the mulch as you go versus a wheelbarrow, you dump it, then you rake it and smooth it out, go back, wheelbarrow, dump it, shake it out. So the, the strength of it is absolutely insane. Um, and that's, we actually even have a newer, um, a newer mesh that's coming out that will be even thicker uh, the core threads that go through this is the, uh, the polyester. Um, so we're going to have that, I believe it was a 1200 denier threads, and then the four coats of PVC over top of it. So our next version of this is actually going to be even stronger. So this is the secret sauce. Um, and this isn't an off the shelf, shelf mesh by any means. This is just something that's found the best one I could find in the United States and enhanced it four more times with a company in Taiwan. And the reason I had to do it in Taiwan is because all the places in the States are only uh, 60 inches wide for a yard on, they make them on rolls as a yard. And I needed to have them 89 inches wide. So until I find uh, or buy a machine, quite honestly, in the United States, then Taiwan is our source for this mesh for right now, just because they have a massive factory and giant machines that are able to make it. Think about it, think about it like the size of a roll of a carpet, carpet roll. Like that's basically what we're dealing with. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Okay. 
And then our, uh, I don't think I have one in there, but our lanyards are all made by YKK. So that YKK has been an epic partner for us. And so our zippers, YKK made in Georgia. Uh, YKK is making our, uh, all of our webbing, the handles. And the canvas is made by Big, uh, Big Duck Canvas. So they're a canvas company here in the States, made in the USA. And uh, everything, of course, is manufactured and made here in the U.S. So sure. um, eventually, if we're able to do our own mesh, 100% made in the USA, and then we're, you know, that's, that's a big deal. Sure, absolutely. So what kind of, what kind of sizes do you currently, currently offer? Seven foot is what we consider our landscaper commercial version. And that has 10 handles on it. So it's actually got handles on the out on the edges of it. And then a five foot is used for both residential as well as commercial. So for example, Duke University, they only use the five foot bags. And the reason is, is because most of their help is over 55. They have a lot of volunteer help. And what sure. they, they wanted to have was uh, a more manageable bag that, and the other big advantage of the five foot bag is actually have a folder here that kind of simulates how it opens. So the patent opens like this, right? So it starts off flat. And um, what happens with the five foot bag is you can zip the belly zippers here and then you can open up this top and stand it up. So almost like a garbage can. So if sure. you think about, like a, think about a rollout garbage can, then you're able to pop this thing around vertically. The seven foot ones are gonna be much, they're gonna be longer, so it's five foot this way. The seven foot ones are gonna be a little bit longer, more handles, more bulky. So those are designed for teams of landscapers. Five foots are great for individuals doing landscaping or even sure, teams. Sure. Um, grass clippings, for example, super heavy, zoysia, wet zoysia grass clippings. Dump those in our five foot burrito because a seven foot burrito would get heavy. And then the ergonomics of it is when the hand, there's two handles that go on the outside edges of these where my fingers are. And the five foot bag will kind of dip just a tiny bit when you have a lot of grass clippings in there and this thing could be really big and heavy. But a seven foot is gonna drag a lot more, right? So now you're gonna be dragging it on the ground. And that goes the opposite against our ergonomics and the whole design. It's like, we wanna get it off, off the ground so that this tool lasts forever. So that's kind of why we say sometimes you should have maybe a couple five footers in the truck and a couple seven footers. So ideally two five footers and four seven footers in your truck. Um, heavy, bulky grass clippings in the fives, uh, lighter weight sticks, debris, all that kind of stuff in your sevens. You could even put logs in there, literally, uh, you know, 12 foot, like say all at 800 pounds. Okay. Yeah, I guess I, in thinking about the name leaf burrito, I just always just was thinking more leaves and the twigs and stuff. I didn't take it to the next step of landscaping with grass clippings and that sort of thing. So that's, that's, uh, that's a good point. Well, year round, actually we changed the slogan because of some feedback of like what you just said is people mistook it for just being a fall product. And we actually changed it to be a year round yard bag. And we, we keep telling people like, this is even more valuable in the, the, the almost the winter, the post leaves, uh, spring and summer for grass clippings, weeds, uh, all the extra sticks and debris and hedge clippings, everything else. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have your big dump in the fall and everyone's got their own little, you know, their own system of dealing with big, big, big mass, right? We can't fix a whole canopy from coming down on the same day. 
Um, but that's where the burritos kind of come in is if you have a six pack on the trailer, you might fill up all six of them one day and then next week you only have one. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Grassroots Podcast. Thanks to Mark Mateo of Leaf Burrito for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in next time for the conclusion of my conversation with Mark and remember to listen in bi-weekly for another fresh cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast by GreenIndustryPros.com. Thank you.